0: Welcome back to Creating Conversations with Jess and Mary. We have been kind of gone for a little bit, but that's okay. Um, our last episode was about um, what if you grew it? And today's topic is going to be a little heavy, but there's there's so much that we want to share. Um, we're so glad to be back with you. And Jess, I'm so excited to... Well, I get to see her. Not everybody gets to see you, but I get to see her, and I'm super excited about that. So, welcome back.
1: Good to see your sparkling face, Mary.
0: Even though this topic is heavy, Jess and I've had a lot going on recently, and um, and so our topic today is is grief. But um, we we've had to go through a lot of processing. So, tell me.
1: How are you? Well, I will be honest with you. I am here creating divine conversations with Jess and Mary because these are divine conversations. They really do come from a very special place, whatever it is. And the reason we decided to talk about guilt is because we know that actually, oh, grief, grief. <laughs> That's okay. I, I said guilt. Um, Grief is actually in our day, every single day, no matter what has recently happened. And you are absolutely right. We have both been through a very big change and lost someone very special in our life. But grief is not just about losing a person. But yeah. I want to talk about that. And I know you do too. Grief is big. Whether you've lost a job. Talking about not being able to have children, infertility comes up in my mind. Whether you have lost um, a a sibling, whether you've been through a divorce, whether you've recently had to deal with the loss of um, a pet. Yeah. It goes on and on and on. And it actually is in us every single day.
0: Yeah. Jess and I've talked about how. you know, it's the season of grieving, but really there there's always that season. It, it's not a time of the year. Um, cause a lot of times people emphasize, um, like that season being around the holidays, like the holidays are heavy because of a loss, mm-hmm. but really when you think about it and like, we've both experienced it, um, a lot and it's going through that grieving process but it's all year. It really is all year. There's, there's not a timeline or a season per se, a four season. We're always in that season of grief, um, because life is not, um, promised. We don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think of, um, when you were talking about the pets and, and divorce, Uh, gone through that. And, um, even miscarriages, miscarriages Mm -hmm. are really hard infertility, um, loss of a parent. Um, so I recently, um, first I lost my dog who that was devastating because he was part of our family. It was very, very hard. And it actually hit me harder than I actually thought I would it would i found myself like sad i found myself i don't want to say depressed just reclusive kinda of. um i just wanted to be alone i just wanted to reflect on my awesome memories with him and what a great dog he was we had him for 13 years And the beautiful part for me was, um, that I put it in my, my new book, Seeds of Life. And, um, so his legacy gets to, to carry on. He's not like in the book per se with, um, them talking about him, but his picture, um, is in there and he'll live on forever. And then, um, just recently losing my father. Um, so it's very different, obviously for different reasons, but, still very hard how about you Jess
1: well when you talk about tucker your dog you know and the legacy of him living on it's equivalent to me to a person um and so i think that we know there are stages of grief it's discussed whether you believe in five stages or seven stages what i know and what i've learned is that those stages don't necessarily go in any order and um, give your per- give yourself permission to go and to notice whatever order you're in. If you're if you're someone who wants to reflect at that, you know, are you dealing with the anger stage? Are you in depression? Are you accepting the situation? Are you in denial? Whatever, it's all part of the process of being human and dealing with the grief. One of the things we talked about in our last uh, podcast was about what if you grew it. Well, let me tell you what I grew and I worked on it hard was permission and permission fits in here for me with guilt. Give myself permission to feel how I need to feel. I lost my mother-in-law. She's been in my life for 27 years. She was married for uh, 54 years to the most amazing guy and their most incredible couple and what they did for our family and who they um, are together and what they showed us is a huge loss individually to each of us in the family and not only uh, to each of us, but more importantly to my, my, my father-in-law. It's a legacy. You're right. I feel that whether you've lost a person, you're, you have lost something going on personally with you, your identity in some way, it could be anything. It's a process and it's very divine. I would like to go back to our conversations being divine. These losses, these stages of grief, I feel very connected to divinely, even when it's most traumatic and excruciating, there's something very divine going on. Yeah. Well,
0: when you mentioned, you know, what if you grew it from our last episode? And for me, it was really growing in my deeper connection with my faith. Mm. Talking about divine connection, divine conversation. It was having that divine conversation within myself. Like there's so much I don't understand. Help me understand. And Mm. a lot of people don't know this, um, but I literally kind of like, in a sense, went missing in action for a week. I just, I was not depressed. I just wanted to be left alone. So I could process, I needed to process so much of the things I didn't understand the why. Um, and, um, you know, you've brought up guilt. Um, and I think that that really stems from we feel guilty some way. For me, it was I went through a guilt process of I wasn't there enough. I I didn't spend enough time with him the way I wanted to, but circumstances didn't allow me to. And so, um, there's a lot. I mean, I'm not putting blame, but trust me, I'm not putting blame. It's just it's my own um, my own choice. To, I guess, end it the way it it ended, but um, I had to go through that guilt process. So, you know, it's interesting that that word popped out because it really is. It's a way of people feel guilty. You know, think about that when you are around people that have gone through loss, especially, you know, an like an accident, and maybe it was they just got into a fight and they feel guilty the last thing i said was blah 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 so this topic today you know is for so many people going through grief and the guilt that we feel when we don't say something nice so really this is you know i'm going to challenge the audience to be more aware every single day When your loved one walks out the door to say, I love you, I'll see you later. Because if you don't, you're going to feel that guilt and it's going to weigh heavy on you.
1: Yeah. Two things coming up for me. Number one, thank you for bringing up the fact that guilt popped out of my mouth at the beginning of this conversation. Subconsciously from nowhere, I don't know why, but obviously guilt is connected to grief Deeply, even if we don't feel like we had a part of the loss or the reason for the loss, there's still some guilt there as to what's missing or what we're not doing or what we could have done, should have could have. You're so right. How beautiful was it that that word came out? I I couldn't believe when I said it. It was like, wait, wait a minute. How did that happen? You know, but it happened for a reason. Yes. And the other thing you said about, you know, take a minute to pause and and give that love to that person you need to give that love to or that being or that animal. Yeah. One of the things I've been working on with permission is to do just that, you know, in the morning, if I need to, for example, just be with my husband longer for a few more minutes than the alarm told us to be, then be with him. Yeah. Give yourself permission. Yeah. I
0: love that. It's just so amazing how um, so obviously, the audience doesn't know, you know, that we have taken that time to allow ourselves to have that permission to do some healing. and um so this conversation may have been extremely different, you know, had it been two weeks ago, oh yeah, even a week ago. So this is just an example of when you are very intentional about taking time to grieve, to tap into your support group, it's okay. Um, embrace those feelings, embrace, um, like we we tap into um, uh, Angel Wisdom book. And um, the other day when I was looking at it, the word, um, the topic was why not uh, letting go of the excuses and really discovering like, why not, why not grieve, Why not go through this process? And today it was about community and they really do go hand in hand because, um, the community is you need a community to help you grieve. I mean, Jess and I, even though we don't live near each other, we connected with each other. Like I gave her space, she gave me space, and it wasn't, um, and, and we texted and, and talked as we needed to, but then I tapped into talking to my support group, um, my husband, and that is so important to do, and there's always somebody out there. Please don't ever, ever, ever feel alone. you're going
1: through some type of grief. That is an excellent point that you just brought up. We gave each other space and let me add that one of the things we all feel a little confused about is how to handle loss for someone else Mm -hmm. who's currently recently just gone through it. And you tend to want to like cheer them up, for example, but yet it's uncomfortable. You're not sure how to handle it. The number one thing is to just be with them, to just Let them know you're there. And as you said, in community and, you know, the angel wisdom book that we do look at quite often for our own self-reflection and and guidance is in the show notes. And it's a really beautiful book. And and we take it very, very like sacredly, you know, we hold it very special in our hearts. And it's great that you brought it up right now, because today when I pulled the, the page up, Knowing we were going into the discussion, poise came up. Now, what did I get from that? Well, I got my own message, and it may be different to others. So I'll share it, but I would love for you to accept this whole discussion as clarity towards your own inner wisdom. You know, I invite our listeners and, 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 and you too, Mary, you know, we're looking at this as whatever's coming through is not an answer. It's, guidance towards your own inner wisdom. So when toys came up, I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And I read through the page and what did I get from it? Go back to what you did as a child that made you happy. And don't forget that toys bring joy. If you want to go and grab that, that little snuggly stuffly, stuffed bear or go buy one, go buy one if it helps you through the grief. If you want to get out um, jacks and go play jacks i mean i don't know what could come out for each one of us because we all have our own history as a child if we were lucky enough to even have a toy and i had many which was really cool um go do it go be it go play with it go have fun with it let it support you too i thought that was really cool
0: that is really cool i got goosebumps when you were saying that because that Instantly, what I got from your conversation was, i'm I get teased. I'm this memory hoarder. I love to hold on to memories. And um, when I was thinking of my dad, I was thinking of the different games we would play, the croquet outside and and different times of the year um growing up, and what kind of game. and, we would, he loved to collect coins and we would, he would give us, um, you know, coins and we would play, like get down on our bellies and then slide the coin to see who could hit the wall and get the closest without, or the closest without hitting it. And it just like, that totally popped into my head, which I totally forgot about until you said that. it was like, it wasn't a toy, but it was a game. So it, but it brought back that memory. So that would be a great thing for our listeners to do during that grieving process. Yes, it's hard, but tap into those beautiful memories with that person that you have and maybe create a new memory in their honor, whether it's planting a tree or um, creating an album, whatever it is for you that helps you. And I know that you, um, you and I shared some tips on grieving too. Um, and we can do that before we end our show too. That would be really helpful for our listeners.
1: Yeah. Can I share something that came up for me when you were talking about coins? Yeah. Okay. Here's a question for you. Cause your story was absolutely beautiful. And I can see myself when I was younger playing with um, coin in the same way with people and my father at the dinner table, but, in the, but we would, we would do it toward the edge of the table. Who could get the closest to the edge of the table when we're waiting for the pizza at the local yeah. pizza parley, you know? So that's so cool. But have you heard of pennies from heaven? No. Okay. So here is again, um, very divine and, and it's my, my, my personal belief I often and many people often see pennies or coins, yeah, and and sometimes connected to a relative or a lost loved one. Have you ever had that happen to you recently?
0: I I always come across pennies, you know, when I'm walking along, but I've never heard the term "Pennies from Heaven."
1: Well, stories I have include finding them in very miraculous and unusual places, and whether it's true, whether it's real, whether I. I'm full of baloney. Um, I'll connect that to a lost person in my life. And usually I'm thinking about them at the time or um, just find this in a very unusual place. And um, I've connected pennies to certain people and other coins to other people. And I just wondered if that might come up for you more Uh now that you are aware of it and connect to your dad. And I mean, I've done laundry and found a coin on top of the laundry when I knew it wasn't there. Just weird things. And I take it that way. Yes, that has happened. And, and that's funny
0: that you say that because there was a coin on top of the dryer. And typically, like I'm doing laundry and then checking the pockets and it wasn't. And it was before my dad, but but who knows, I don't know where it came from. Because I asked my husband, he goes, No, I didn't. He goes, You know me, I don't have change in my pocket. So that was just really funny that you
1: mentioned that. So now I'm going to be more aware. So thank you for that tip. That's awesome. Well, here's a here's another one to add to this because it happens so often. My sister and I we've had these conversations, and she's the one who inspired me to do this: save them in a little jar and put them in a place. When this happens to you, sometimes you pick it up. Well, if you want to save them, and then you know they're all in one little spot. Okay. Isn't
0: that I'm cool? I'm gonna do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm. You know, think about that. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Just having that awareness changes your perspective and mindset. Pennies from heaven. So when you see that coin, I know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, <laughs> like somebody will stop me. Wait, is that on heads or tails? Don't touch it. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know which one goes which way. And, but I'm like, it's a penny. I'm like, but it's a penny. I go, yes, but think, if you found 10 pennies, would you pick up a dime? Well, of course you'd pick up a dime why not 10 pennies?
1: (laughs) So why not? Why not notice it? It goes back to what you said, just notice. And let me tell you it for myself, it takes some of the grief away. Whether I'm right or wrong, doesn't matter. It just, I believe just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I know that to be true. So if I'm receiving a message, whether it's through a penny, through an animal, through a scent, through a flower, through whatever, we all have them. Yes. It's sacred. It's noticed. It's in, it's, it's received. And I will actually, I will share this with you and our listeners. I don't think I've ever told you this. I will say the word received out loud to remind myself that I'm noticing it to have whoever or whatever around me notice that I've noticed, you know, and it's silly, but it's my own thing. And I've started to say that received. Thank you. And I might say, hi. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That's Mm -hmm. beautiful, Jess. Um, because, okay, there's two things for me. Um, my mom loved lavender and she loved lilac bushes. She always loved to pick them. So I, I can't, I stopped counting how many times that lavender or lilac smell is so strong That I was literally having a conversation with a woman face to face, like inches away. And I said, Oh my goodness, do you smell that? It's so strong. And she said, No, I don't smell anything. She smelled nothing. And you like, I smelled it. It smelled like somebody just dumped this whole lavender essential oil all over me. And I instantly started to cry because the woman that I was talking to reminded me so much of my mom and our conversation was kind of like me talking to my mom to get oh, to yeah. I
1: just thinking about it good yeah. I think it's beautiful let it out because let me tell you it was
0: yeah. in my
1: opinion oh it absolutely percent mm-hmm. yeah that beautiful so. thank you for sharing that and awesome. it happens all the time and when you notice it it happens more and let me tell you um Here's another quick Penny story and I'll make this brief because it can it can go on. <laughs> I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas with my father-in-law. Here we go back to father-in-law. I'm with Aaron, I'm with my family. We're walking over a bridge, over a river. And on that bridge are name plaques of everybody who's donated for that bridge in Little Rock, Arkansas. And we're there for a wedding, it's a family wedding. And my father-in-law not being of this mindset, um, very religious, but just kind of not of this mindset, I think I opened up something to him that I think forever changed him. And I would love to ask him this question. And it was he who saw this. But here's what happened we look down and there's a penny. And I go, Hey, dad, check it out. There's a penny right here. And he's like, Well, what's the big deal about the penny? I go, Well, we're kind of talking about family right now over this bridge. And I just feel like there's a connection to this penny. And look where the penny is. Well, lo and behold, the penny was on. A Hartwig name plaque. Our last name is Hartwig. Oh my gosh, yes. That's amazing. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, and let me tell you one more thing. When you feel connected to it, then, then receive it and be it and allow it and don't dis- disconnect from it. don't don't just allow because even when his wife passed away just weeks ago, that passing, it was the most beautiful goodbye that I've witnessed, and I've been to a few. And it was one of the most beautiful, absolutely godlike like goodbyes. And, he, and it was fantastic to see. And again, he opened up his heart to what happened in those moments and experienced it in a different way because he believed. Yes. Yes, you
0: opened his eyes for that awareness. And what was that? You saw
1: he evolved, you know what it was. And I think a lot of people can, can attest to this. He saw miracles happening. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share what you saw recently that might uh, oh, hit my you in goodness. the heart with that?
0: Yeah. So it was, it was literally after Tucker um, passed and right before my dad passed. And I was struggling, you know, it's like some of the guilt. I was dealing with some of this guilt and um with my dad and um and then um just the sadness from passing of um Tucker. And I look up and on my patio I have a hummingbird feeder and this hummingbird is not at the feeder but in front of the window staring at me like I'm on the other side of the glass. And if, if I not even arm's length away, and it was fluttering the entire time I'm having a conversation, my husband comes in and I'm pointing and he sees this. And I don't think people would have believed me had he not witnessed it himself. And I said, like I'm having this conversation of the heaviness and I believe, you know, in my heart that that was my mom and consoling me because it was that awareness that we talked through that helped me to get peace. And I felt so good and it never did go to the feet. It flew away. But I'm not kidding. it was a long period of time. It, I'm not talking seconds. I, I I swear it was there for at least a couple of minutes. It was a long conversation, and it was still fluttering and looking, but it never went to the theater.
1: I know it was, and I can see it in your face and and you you are just so glowing with the connection that you have with yeah. her. And um it's available, I think, almost to to all of our deepest people we've cared about that we've lost. I think it's there. Um, When you talked about that being your miracle, how did you know, where does that hit you in your body? Like that question is always interesting.
0: Oh, totally in my heart. Just totally Mm -hmm. in my heart. I felt it's, it's a, it's a sense of peace that just, just rushes through my body or I guess relaxes my body. Um, But my heart feels warm And, um, and it's always been a hummingbird. Um, She's always loved them. My daughter has a um, a hummingbird tattoo. And even at her wedding, because my mom had passed um, when she got married, and literally, out of nowhere, there's no hummingbirds. And her photographer said, "Um, I just noticed your tattoo. And um, (laughs) there's a hummingbird like around your head. There was no feeders around no flowers. But and then she started trying to say, yeah, my grandma's here. So there's always these little pop-ups that just warm yes. our heart. So they do. They warm our heart. And,
1: grandma. and there she is. And they're with us now. And it's, yeah. it is very intuitive. It really is. It is that higher consciousness. It's the inner wisdom. It's all of that, that we carry. Yeah. And there's a way to connect. And I guess if I worked harder at it, I could connect even more, but I feel very connected already. So it's beautiful. I feel even guided to wear certain jewelry of past loved ones on certain days. Um, I have animal stories like you have. We could go on and on. And I know our listeners are thinking of them too. And so I just really, um, I really honor this conversation in knowing that um, grief is difficult There's a lot of burden financially, mentally, physically, on and on and on. But when you can see the good, when you can see the miracles, just just hold on to that in your healing. Because I think it's there to help us.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, And we want our listeners to know that, you know, it is real and there's no timeline. Everybody grieves differently. Just because someone gets over something quicker doesn't mean you are and, or it's going to take you longer, them longer. It doesn't matter. Um, so my advice too, is if you know someone grieving, please honor their space, give them space, um, allow them to just be, um, but be there for them too. um, ask them, how can I help you? How can I be there for you? Um, because that's another thing. A lot of people that may maybe don't have the support system, but maybe there's someone that you work with and you know that they just lost something or someone. And um, it just might be nice to drop a card or note um, thinking of you during this difficult time because people need to know that they're loved and supported. Um, And I definitely want to share too, um, some of the tips um, that have helped me is writing a letter Um, Even when I had a miscarriage, I've had four, um, I've written letters to them, um, what they look like, um, just describing everything about them that I wanted to. And with my mom, sit down and have conversations as as though she's sitting next to me. So don't be afraid or ashamed to talk to your lost um, loved one um journaling is another one I journaled for a long time um it's very healing to get it out um that's why it's important to either talk to someone write it out um what what can you think of
1: Jess oh, well man you nailed you? it terrific tips totally I would say talk to self like talk yourself through it too just you just talk to yourself how are you feeling check in you know Activators. I think about triggers or activators. They happen all the time. They're unannounced. Sometimes you don't know why. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you get teary-eyed. You could be in the car ride. It's music. It's a visual of something. It's a scent. It's a conversation. It's okay. Acknowledge it and go, you know what? That's part of my connection to that beautiful thing that I've lost, whether it was a piece of me, a, a part of someone else, a job a child, whatever, an animal, you just, you don't know when it's going to come and allow it. Yeah. I, you know what I
0: just thought of when you said that we didn't talk about it, but um, another loss is the transition that people go through. Their, their child is going off to college or they or they just got married and they're moving out of the house. There are so many people that grieve that and that's okay. I'm an empty nester. I did a lot of grieving. My kids moved away. It's tough. Um, So again, like Jess said, you know, it's okay. Embrace it, you know, don't be ashamed of it or hide from it. Embrace it
1: and reach out to those who you know are going through it and just say, I'm here for you. Like you said, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Allow them to be where they're at. We don't have to cheer them up necessarily. Maybe we do, but uh, just say, I'm there for you. I'm I'm here. I understand. Or, or, or I, under- I, I want you to know I, I care. I'm here. That's it. I care. Yeah. And remember that we're going through it every single day. Even when we're not in a recent big loss, we are still thinking about things every day that can make us feel grief. Yeah. It's def- it's human. Definitely. Writing, painting, playing, singing, dancing, hiking, exercising, eating better, drinking more water, all of that helps. Yeah, definitely.
0: And mm. remember, it's it's a season of grief. It it's not a time of the year. It's um, it can happen anytime. So remember um, to definitely like my reading said today, community connect with your community because you're not alone. You're not alone and we're here for you. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear um, maybe about your loss, You know, get in contact with us in the show notes and, and tell us maybe your story. And if you wanna be a guest on our podcast, um, we are open to that. So reach out to us
1: and let us know um, what you'd like to talk about. That's right, we welcome you. We welcome all who wanna join the conversation. We really do. And um, we just want to say, why not grief? Why not grief? It's okay. Thank you. Thank you, my friend.
0: Any last words for our audience?
1: Man, love and light. Just, you know, just live in it. Just live in the good. Yeah. Amen.
0: And look for those pennies from heaven. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mary.